So, first of all, let's talk about the recent stabbings. You were telling us a story about your school. Yeah, so um, it was just a Friday, um, Friday afternoon, and I went straight home from school, and when I got home, I... Actually, to be fair, it links in with the petrol problem because I went home. <laughs> I went home, and my mum said, "Let's go on an adventure to find some more petrol." <laughs> but that's that's another story. What an adventure! Um, eh? <laughs> so we managed to get the petrol. We come home, and my friend sends me this email about this um, boy had, who had been stabbed straight out the side of the gates of my school. God. And so yeah, I look at the email, and it t- turns out. Um, this kid who wasn't like at school, he must have been a bit older, didn't yeah. attend the school. Um, yeah, just walked up to this kid and just got a knife and stabbed him. But there was no reason. There must have been a reason. Yeah. I think he must have been like involved in something or met the Do you right know people. The kid? You don't know this guy. Um, I don't know who it is yet because they're not allowed to say because he's in oh, hospital at the moment. That information. No, he's in hospital. Oh, so you could know this guy. I could know him. Yeah, he's in. He's. I think he's. Like he's in hospital and he's just had an operation, yeah. but they don't know if he's going to be okay. Oh, um, God. <gasps> That's terrifying, isn't it? Actually, like, we did all laugh, but it is really sad. It really is terrifying. We only laughed because of the way that you <laughs> brought it <laughs> not, not at the actual situation. But, oh, my God. There's so, there's so much going on at the moment. Do you know what I heard? I didn't know this was a thing. But... Gangs have been, and this is what I worry about with this, is that in gang culture, it's a thing where you get points for the yeah. for the yeah. kind of for beating people up, and like the more violent the act, the more points you get. So like a stabbing of a random stranger is like five hundred points, but if you slap someone, it's a random person, it's like one point or something. So they literally get, they add points and it like gives them credit, street credit. What a stupid thing. And I I was like, oh my God, is this a recent thing? Like, and then other people, there'd be murmurings being like, no, it's been going on for years. This is like just a standard thing that's been happening for years and years and years. It's also like such a strange concept in some way. I'll be like, oh, like the points in like a game, like oh, oh you, like you, even like with your friends, like the kids in the playground, but like, oh, you can go to there. That's five points. Yeah. Are you talking about someone? Someone's livelihood and, me- and physical well-being. Like yeah. we're talking about actually physically hurting someone mm. and people like turning it that into a game. Mm. That's not a game. And where have, where have these kids learned that it's a game? Mm. Where have, why has other people's physical health, or mental health even, why, why has somebody else's health become so um, undervalued by these people that they think it's okay to play with it, literally? It definitely comes from, especially in boys growing up, um, of like the whole thing of like, oh, if you need to pick up, go and do this. Like, it's like if you're strong enough, then you're a man, then you get to do this. Mm. And that's probably the kind of um, thing that that comes from, right? Um, yeah, yeah. 
so true. And it's like that competitive, who can be the strongest, who can do this, who can do that, which there's something to be said for competition and, and challenge, but not when it comes to the detriment of somebody else. Yeah. I, I get upset when I accidentally, accidentally strain my dog's paw. Yelps. Yeah. But like to even like consider that like that someone someone else's life or physical well being put at risk. It's almost like crimes of passion you can kind of forgive, not really, but you can kind of forgive because you can understand that you get angry too and go, Okay, well I won't go that far, but I've gotten angry. But to just go up to a random person and hurt them, that's crazy to me. It's so risky. Yeah. I could understand if someone did that. Mm. Well, I'd, yeah, it'd be crime and passion and stuff like that. Because you've, you've got something to relate it to. You would never do it, but there's like a ground of like mm. feature of like, okay, that's the reason. You can understand how somebody could get to that point of no return. Yeah. Whereas when it's somebody, when it's a random act, it's like, where, how did that, how, it's not even that something's misfiring there. And I think that's it. I think, you know, when I watched, when we watched The Joker, and we've talked about this quite a few times, because I'm, I'm a massive fan of the film, The Joker. Because it really, kind of when you're watching it, you see him build and get to that point and you're like oh yeah I've been there I've been there and then there's just that kind of split second decision where normally you go come back down whereas he just teetered over the edge and then did the bad thing which he then felt bad about afterwards he felt guilty about afterwards as well and you saw that as well so it's very to me very human even though he's the Joker and it's not you know, is a Batman film or whatever, it still felt very based in reality. Whereas this is almost worse. This is like a nightmare. Imagine watching this in a film. I mean, it probably is. And probably The Purge is quite similar. I've not watched it. But this idea of people just going around and killing anyone, like that, that they just undervalue even undervalued, just don't care about anyone else so much so that they're just willing to just kill anyone. Interestingly enough, um, you're saying say that three times fast. Go on. <laughs> Interestingly enough, um, do you know the television program Fargo? Yes. Have you ever seen it? I haven't watched it. Oh my god, I've been watching it at the minute. My dad is literally been like that. Just like, oh my god, we watched that. It comes from the movie The Coen Brothers film, which obviously we discussed it. Um, and the main character in that, um, spoiler alert, in the film, in the first episode, kills his wife. But um, it's that thing of like, you know, like you wouldn't go that far, right? I mean, she was horrible to him. And, there's, and the scene is, is where she's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? You're not as good as your brother and everything. Mm. And then. Um, kills her and uh and you still after that he's still like in it all the time and it's he's probably the most complicated character in it because you don't hate him you don't absolutely despise him 
the more you watched him like kill his wife with a hammer, mm. you you just kind of you understand him a bit, and also the whole thing is about like after he does it, the poster on his wall that says, um, "What if? What if they're? What if you're right and they're wrong?" Which is so clever, mm. and that's what the whole program is about, and it's always complicated with everything in. in show it's never simple it's never like oh they just did it because they're insane or something you know i think mm. everyone is human to an extent or something that's pushed them that far or they didn't think about the consequences because they were a bit nutty or you know they they were struggling in their life so i think it's it's interesting and it's interesting in that's a really really good point that's something that actually they when if you read any screenwriting books or anything about you know the way that scripts are written is that any main character you have to even if they're bad but if you want the audience to be on their side even a little bit you need to find a sympathy like you need to find a way to make the audience sympathetic to them and so even in this situation and this is what we want I think this is why you know what I want and why I'm struggling so much with these random acts because it's like and why I'm like, no, I can understand the crimes of passion because it's like, like you say, someone's wound them up so much, someone's got to that point. So you, it's almost like they're not evil. They're not inherently evil. They've just been spurred to this point. Mm. Whereas almost these random acts, it feels like it's just pure evil. Mm. I just think you can't understand what really goes through someone's mind to even want to do that. You know, like, what actually, you wake up, what actually makes, like, what goes through your head to go, today I'm going to stab someone and they could potentially just die. Do you think they do? Do you think they wake up and go, this is what I'm going to do today? You just won't, you just can't understand it. You just can't, because you don't, you've never thought that. Yeah. Mm. What has gone, like, what have you done in your life, what have you gone through to have, that fault and that mm. that passion to want to end someone's life or really just damage it permanently. I'm literally already thinking that. I'm thinking of the excuses for this person in order to feel like it's justified and go, no, we're not... People aren't born inherently evil. I guess that's debatable. Like, psychologically, you know the nature versus nurture debate? like how some people are born for them if they're made but I mean there's it could determine like how your childhood was can impact how you are in your adult life mm. but yeah I guess it just it, it's just that same debate if criminals are born or made but I feel like there definitely are some biological factors to that I mean some people can lack empathy biologically so they don't feel that guilt when they act out on people mm-hmm. but there are some people that are like that but then they are exposed to a good childhood and they don't end up like that i mean it, yeah i guess it's, it's just that debate but there's no real situation for it but my question to you is do you believe that there are some people born just bad no i don't want to be either you don't want to but it's like if you look at um like the amount of people there are in this world mm. it's hard to believe that just one could just be like just pure hate or something. 
I wouldn't want to. See, I don't believe it because I don't want to believe it. Maybe they could, because you know how people are born with maybe like a chemical imbalance? Mm. Maybe that's something that they could be born evil, but you don't even, you wouldn't even, you just can't process that, that someone to be born Mm. and just live with that kind of thought process kind of scares you in a way. Mm. You could walk by by someone who literally looks at you and thinks, I want to end your life. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> can we just discuss Ella's face just in that moment was pure terror it was wonderful I wish, like, that was just perfect yeah, um, I saw a thought the other day I was walking through London a massive crowd of people I wonder about all these people if there's one person who's a sociopath or psychopath because you can like there's plenty of people who like are friends or know people like that, but they just because it's a big term, psychopath, <laughs> psychopath, so to call someone just being butchered. So mm, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because it, it is a lack of well, I know they get that injection because. But we do throw it around yeah. quite a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. Lack of yeah. Um, calculation. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't have any stories or anything, so I don't know that much. But um, about like who's born evil and and who's not. I think I don't think anyone is born bad. It's just how you grow up to live. Is that what affects like the Star Wars or something? Um, the Anakin. Um, had potential but it's just what came in its way that just changed it and flipped it around so. great point great use of a film as well uh, um, back up your argument because films should be what we back up arguments with 100 percent. i don't know why people bother with books these days if i'm honest wikipedia no get on imdb please thank you very much <laughs> Um, no, but I personally am entirely for backing your answers up with films here in, in acting class. Thank you very much. 100%. Um, because films are not, are, they are based on real life. Yes, they change things. Yes, we add the drama. But fundamentally, they are based on real life and they are fundamentally based on real human kind of arcs and um, feelings and grounded in human behaviours. So at the end of the day, if we are trying to look at humans and study humans and understand humans, film and TV is a great way of doing that, you know, to really understand that and and get to know human behaviour. Great, great. Um, So I've got a question for you guys. With this rise in these random attacks and stabbings and things, and I've heard a lot of 
things about stabbings going on in the schools, just outside school gates and things. Do you guys feel safe? Or are you, do you, have you started feeling a lot less safe? I think there's like an element of paranoia when you see these things in the news because when you're exposed to that and you're seeing it all the time, you're, you're, you're like, it comes to your conscious mind and you think, oh, I need to be aware. Or if you see someone that you think subjectively looks dodgy, you'll want to cross the road because you're like, oh my gosh, what if they hurt me? But I feel like I'm just a paranoid person. So I feel like maybe, yeah, I definitely do think it can make you feel a lot less safe because you're like, well, what? it could be me. Why wouldn't it be me? I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean... Yeah. Ironically, I'm going to ask now, does everyone feel slightly more scared at the moment as a result? Say I if you do. I. I. So you're not paranoid. Yeah. Because everyone is. Yeah. I mean, you don't think it can happen to you until it happens to you. So you just don't know. Because you look at that, you're like, no, it's not going to happen to me. But then if it happens, that's made me paranoid because you've just said until it happens to you and like, no. <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah, did you hear about this was a few years ago did you hear about Alice Gross that story where she got murdered did you hear about it yeah she literally went to like, the school next to mine and her murderer lived like down my road so the thought of that I could have I passed his house like all the time and then to think that I could have passed him or you know it's just it's like until it happens close to you yeah you don't think you can't happen but it's just a girl that will go to yeah like a school you know it's yeah. just so weird because it's it's in your world now yeah and then you think oh well, what what if I'm next you know? yeah that sounds 100%. really eerie but and when it's little things that are very close to home yeah. for you, not literally to your home. I mean, th in that particular <laughs> example, it was literally very close to your home. But I mean, as in, you know, close to things that you can connect to or relate to, mm. it suddenly yeah. becomes more real, very yeah. real. Yeah. 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 And then when every time I pass it, I always think, like, they literally found her phone in that back beyond the garden. Like, it's God. so weird. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to have to think every time you walk down the road, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's also a level of always, when you see things on the news, you think about it and you, like, process it and you think, that could happen to me. You know, that, that, I should be scared about that. But because it hasn't happened, your mind just kind of relaxes and thinks, oh, well, stop worrying about it because it most likely will never happen to me and that's the problem yeah because so many people just think oh it's just not going to happen to me so yeah. within a few hours they're kind of really just forgotten about it really yeah. it doesn't impact everyone's life yeah. but that's the problem because everyone just kind of forgets about it until it's something very close very, very close from, happens yeah. to you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i think way like um we've just kind of learned to live around <coughs> live um around the prospect that something bad could happen to us at mm. any time like you know the rolling stone song give me shelter mm. that's about that kind of thing and um great song great but, song um, love that reference <laughs> thank you charlie <laughs> <laughs> but um no i think we just kind of learned to live um and just 
just kind of, you know, get on the tube. If you don't think there might be a terrorist on this tube, um, you just kind of have to get on with it, you know. Took a dark turn then, didn't it? <laughs> it's true. He's so right. This is the thing. You can eat, you know, you're absolutely right. We've just been told you just have to adapt and keep going and not let it get to you. And you're right. For your mental health sake, that is what you have to do. You have to get around it and just move on and, hope, you know, almost hope for the best. Because you can't wrap yourself in bubble wrap and close the front door and lock the key and throw it away you can't do that that's not safe for you mentally we shouldn't be having to protect ourselves mm. the attack shouldn't be happening in the mm, first yeah. place exactly, yeah. you know the problem is they so with um this woman walking home then they said oh well she shouldn't have walked home at that late night she got a taxi but there's been incidents with taxis and then they go, oh, well, she should have got an Uber. But there's been a, there's issues with every single thing. Bus, train. Exactly. It's how far you want to keep mm. saying different things. But there's always been a case behind it. Mm. There's never actually something that you can do to fully say, well, she should have done that. Because mm. there's so many different things you could do. But mm. loads of things are different. Loads mm. of different things yeah. have happened. Yeah. The only actual answer is... <laughs> The bad person shouldn't yeah. <laughs> have done that. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. the only answer. Yeah. But the thing is, like, there's no getting away from it. Um, so it's just, it's kind of tragic that we can't live in a world where you can't, you can't go out in the middle of the night for a walk without the chance that something bad might happen. So you don't go out anywhere, really, even though that's a very horrible thing to think about. Mm. It's sort of true. Um, but at the same time, I kind of think, well, what sometimes people want is to scare us, especially terrorists. They want to scare us and, and, and you know, make us um, worried that something terrible is going to happen to us when we get on the tube. And I just think, well, no, you know. Don't let them win. Don't let the bad scared. guys yeah. win. Mm. Mm. But there's something sad in, for me, you know, hearing you guys say you're, you do feel scared and you don't feel safe sometimes. And, you know, you guys are teenagers. You should be starting to work on independence and starting to think about flying the nest. You know, not actually leaving home straight away, but I mean, you know, heart... Um, nurturing your independence and starting to try and work on going places on your own being with your friends rather than necessarily with your family all the time those kind of things and by doing building that slowly when you do go to university or wherever you when you know become an adult that transition will be a lot easier for you but i think your independence is being stripped away from you as teenagers at the moment because your parents, quite rightly so, are absolutely terrified and you're probably also feeling a little bit terrified to go out alone because of what's been going on recently. Because I certainly know that when I was your age, I was definitely going out and being a lot more independent than, you know, when I've had conversations with you guys, the difference is huge. And I think that's because we live in a world where 
your independence has almost been taken, has been stripped from you because of the outside circumstances of people behaving badly. You don't think there was that? You don't think there was um, that level of danger when you were growing up? I think there was. Right. May maybe a little less. Really? Yeah. Even my parents say that when they were younger, they wouldn't like it was just a lot safer for them. Mm. Like things that we wouldn't do today, they it was casual for them. Mm. We were like going out, staying late, and at that time they didn't have mobile phones. Imagine like no one at this age leaves their house without their phone. Mm. Like I do think back then. Obviously, my parents are a lot older than you, but I think back then I do think it was safer. I agree. So, you know, we, if my parents were, for example, outside our house, washing the car, they'd leave the door unlocked and open. Mm. And they'd be pottering in and out, working on the car or, you know, going into the house or whatever. But the door would be wide open and unlocked. Even when I'm at home, my front door is locked. Do, do any of your parents, do they ever... Yeah. Yeah. Even windows, like my dad was like, Don't forget, close the windows. Yeah. And I'm just like, no one can get up into through a window. He's like, close them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, our grandparents' generation would they wouldn't lock the house at all. Even when they went like on holiday or whatever. <laughs> They'd be like, Whatever, it's fine. No one and it, it was mostly safe. So yeah. it's, it is a different world, a very yeah. different world. I wonder why though, what's the reason for, why has it become more unsafe? That's really odd. So a lot of it, particularly at the moment, there's a, is the divide, the poverty divide is massive. And so what, what we've ended up with is a very small percentage of very, very, very rich people and a very large percentage of very, very, very poor people. So that's one thing. And so there's a lot of people who are hugely struggling and so actually have no, uh, or the, I say no other option, but one of the easiest options is to just take it from somebody else who's got it because they can't. So there's that but there's also this new world of entitlement that we've created as well through internet and you know social media we're starting to see that okay i feel like we've talked a long time about that so let's stick to that but i want to quickly do a quick fire round of what people have been watching recently what's their like their kind of what is the thing that you have watched recently that you're like you gotta watch this we watched last week camp siegfried and I think it's amazing. It's on at the Old Vic. Don't know for how much longer, but it was phenomenal. Two-person show, absolutely sensational. What does anyone else think about that? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really impressive. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, anyone else got something they want to recommend? Charlie? Um, no, I've just been watching Fargo. And I love okay, wicked. Fargo, okay. Okay. Yesterday, me and my sister, um, my sister made me watch this 
documentary. It's called The Social Dilemma. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I watched the first episode. It's really moving. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good one. Um, I watched One Hundred Humans on Netflix. It's actually really good. It's like this psychology series. It's really good, isn't it? I literally watched it in one day because I had homework for like sociology. Well, so psychology, but I switched to sociology, and it was to watch one of the episodes, and I literally just watched the whole thing. It was really, really interesting. Oh, amazing! I was I thought you were about to say I had homework, so I decided to watch this show instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I was like, "That's totally the sort of thing I would do." It's, it's simple stuff like which way round you put the toilet roll. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the questions, yeah. yeah and then people were just so uncomfortable, and then it was saying, that's weird, because if you go back ages ago, like people were never scared to use the toilet in front of each other. I mean, people had public toilets, and everyone, and it's just like how people's psyche has de- developed to developed, be kind of yeah. More you know, insecure, and when they were asking, they were physically like really uncomfortable. Like they were kind of like, oh, hesitant, and yeah, no, but it was just really interesting, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I've got to watch that. Uh, uh, Frankie. Um, last night I watched this film called Me Before You, which is so mm. sad, but it was such a good film. And I also watched, um, I don't know if I'm saying it right, I think it's The Emission Game with Benedict Cumberbatch. Imitation yeah. Game. Imitation, that's it. I keep getting it wrong. <laughs> it's really annoying me that I keep getting it wrong, but it was such a great film. And I nice. loved like the meaning behind it of obviously like, you don't, you can't judge people before you actually know what they could do. And he had such like a great mind and people just belittled him because he was different. Standard. That happens a lot. Nice. I, I like that. It. I think the omission game should be what the film about the petrol crisis this morning <laughs> should be called. Did anyone see that meme? Or it was not even a meme. It's just a photo. Someone would be just like, screenshot the BBC News because they sent the world's most perfect news reporter to report on the petrol crisis. His name is Phil McCann. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally his name. Acting tip of the month. Go watch some shows. They're good. And informative. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.